Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. We want to start by saying thank you so much, listeners, for taking the time out of your day to listen to this. We also want to say thank you to our sponsors who provide so much support for us. If you manage to kill that dream whitetail buck or maybe that bull sprig, check out Whitetail Classics Taxidermy, owned by Jody Schultz out of Louisville, Nebraska. Basically can put together whatever you can dream up. So check them out at whitetailclassicstaxidermy.com or his Facebook and if you want to talk to him today or book something, call him at 402-630-0031. Next up is Spores Wet Basement Solutions. Their services include water damage and crack repairs, landscaping, concrete driveways, grading, and more. Their recommendations provide solutions that are a long-term and not temporary fix. They do it right the first time. If you want additional information, you can check out spores.com or contact them at 402-476-8588. If you're like me and like to drive your wife nuts every season with a new duck or goose, call right, baby. Yep. Pretty much. Call, uh, check out B. Hoover Custom Calls. Brent Hoover out of North Pot, Nebraska is one of the best that comes around. He actually uh, got second at Best of Show at NWTF Nationals. Awesome guy. Personal friend of the family. Actually helped my dad harvest his bull elk. He specializes in wood, duck, and goose calls, turkey pots, dog whistles, and shotgun shell teal whistles. Awesome guy. Check him out at behoovercustomcalls.com. If your vehicle gets disgusting like my husband does during hunting season, (laughs) check out Dirty Devil Detailing. They do interior and exterior detailing as well as headlight restoration and more. They also are certified in glass transparency and take anything from vehicles, boats, jet skis, ATVs, and motorcycles. The devil is truly in the detailing. They're located in Omaha, Nebraska, and if you want additional information, check them out on dirtydevildetailing.com. If you're like me and have taken a few L's here this early season and pretty much (laughs) (laughs) if you're like me and taking some L's and you really want that perfect hunt with the buddies and just get out there and enjoy what's going on and have to worry about anything, check out the other guys outfitters. They do an incredible job of uh, dry field duck and goose hunts. You can check out their pile picks on Facebook. And if you're wanting to book a hunt today, call Crager at 308. 637-7777. If you're needing some professional photography done, check out My Business Faithful Images. Our mission is to faithfully capture images of God's creation in time that will one day serve as a memory. We do anything from infants, couples, families, seniors, weddings, announcements, and more. Check it out at faithfulimages.org or on Instagram and Facebook. If you're ever sitting there during COVID and thought to yourself, I really need to get on that dream hunt. I don't know. What what's going to happen in life, but I need to get in that dream hunt. Check out Chaku Peru. He does hunts in U.S., South America, and Europe. If you've seen some of his pics or videos, if you haven't, jump on his Facebook or Instagram. Has some incredible hunts and does some incredible things. Uh, check him out at chakuperu.com for more details. Our last sponsor is Redbeard's Custom Calls. They specialize in acrylic duck and goose calls. Andrew made me one of the a one-of-a-kind marble white and hot pink dunk call. It sounds incredible. It looks amazing. If you want more information, check it out on Facebook. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for the support, and let's go ahead and jump in the podcast.
Welcome back to the Big Red Hunters podcast. Today we have my co-host Jeremy. How are we doing, Jeremy? Doing pretty good. I got some good news I haven't really told you yet. Oh, I'm really looking forward to hearing that. Yeah. What good news do you have? My spec is done. Oh, nice. Picture here. I'll show you a picture. I literally like. I was sitting there. We were while we were talking about watching the game and doing a podcast. I was like sitting there. What am I to do with my day? And I almost bailed because she sent me a picture of it. And I was like, "Oh man, do I, do I go and get it?" Because she's in Carney. Yeah. I was like, "Man, I don't have anything to do today. That'd be perfect." But she's doing family stuff, so I couldn't go get it. Oh my goodness! Email there it is. I am. I'm having a. I'm. I don't know. I'm struggling because I don't have a lot of room in the freezer right now. Yeah. And I know I'm gonna probably shoot up a nice barred speckle belly next week, and I'm like. Oh, baby. Yeah. That's looking fresh. I love how she curled the wingtips. Yep. It, like, I <laughs> can't beat that. I, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. So but, uh, I'm trying to think of where I'm going to put it in my house. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. I need one. I need one right there. Yeah. Back behind this podcast table, mm-hmm. I got this, like, little spot in the wall I just have picked out for one. Yeah. I want to do one, like, similar to that, probably. I still think it'd be really cool if you put ducks lining across right there. <sighs> yeah. But we'll I could see people, if, like, they hung too low, people hitting their heads on them. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, we got a third member of the podcast today, Dalton. How you doing, Dalton? Good, good. So Dalton's my cousin, and he may be a little awkward on the podcast. He's new to it. I think we kind of bullied him into doing the podcast Basically. with us a little bit today. <laughs> so we're all here just to watch the playoff football, and he's like, well, I'm just waiting for dominoes. I was like, well, we're gonna just going to do a podcast, so yeah. you're just going to be on here. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't know what to talk about. I was like, just talk. That's the point. <laughs> but uh, how are we doing, Dalton? I'm good. You're that good? I'm real good. Super good? Amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got off work early today, so. That's a win. It's a win-win. So today we're going to be talking about what the what our rest of the season kind of looks for. It's kind of a BS podcast because uh, more of a throw together just because I'm going to Arkansas next week. We haven't really had time to sit down and like map stuff out yet for next year. And I just figured why not BS a little bit. So we're going to get started on what does our next year look like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I actually... Actually, I have some good goose hunting stories. So my rest of my year is going to look like I've got a lot of goose hunting. Next week, I'm going to Arkansas, which I'll kind of talk about. And then spring snow goose and then maybe turkey. So I've actually got a lot of a year left, which I'm excited about. But I, (laughs) this is almost hard to talk about because jeremy's over here just like chomping at the bit he wants to go goose hunting so bad and i feel bad because like i okay i'm gonna back up here we've had a couple of weeks of good goose hunting so far one day we killed three on the weekend we killed 26 amen uh like in the evening this week we shot 16 and then afternoon evening i got there late uh, the group killed 16. And then this this is like, this will come out. That cold front comes in Saturday, but this will release on Wednesday. And I was supposed to take Jeremy hunting, but Nala over here 
Yeah, she just perked her head up. Nala over here kind of killed that for Jeremy. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Blame it on Nala. Hey, I mean, you know. I no, I got nothing. I, I got nothing. I don't know if I should blame it on Nala or you. <laughs> Shay thinks I should probably blame it on you. I, I just, you think I should blame it on Nala? <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Dalton? Well, it, it sounds to me like Jeremy needs to get a dog. Ah, dude, I want a dog <laughs> really bad. I can't have one though because I'm renting. Well, I thought you were gonna. Oh, well, you talked man. about buying a house. I am talking like, and actually, like last time I saw her, I was like, hey. I, I want to buy it. And she said she was going to talk to her husband over the holidays, basically. So gotcha. we're working on it. She knows I want to want to buy it. And Is that the one you live in? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Get the dog. Well, and I, Terrell, Terrell actually said that because I was giving Terrell crap. I actually had an opportunity to get a lab like mm-hmm. this time, uh, February last year or February of this year. And um, it was a chocolate lab. I would have gotten it for free, too. Terrell had just moved out a couple months before that he lived with me so instead of telling me that the lab was free from the litter that he got his he went and talked to his past landlord my landlord and asked her instead of telling me and i'm pretty sure if i had asked her i would have been able to get the dog Mm -hmm. because uh i would have been like i mean i'll pay extra rent i don't care Right. I mean, well, if you're gonna buy it or try and, to buy, it, I mean, and yeah, we were talking about that this week, and Trey was like, "Well, if you're gonna buy the house, why don't you just ask her if you can have the dog? Because you're gonna buy it." And I was like, "I've thought about that, but well, I can tell you from pure experience, <laughs> they're very expensive. Yeah, another three hundred dollars went down the drain yesterday. <laughs> so I better tell a story. So Nala." We talked about it a while ago. Nala decided to get hurt by running into like a, basically a tree that had getting had been eaten off by a beaver. She makes a comeback. We hunt her on Thanksgiving here and then, and she finally like gets back into like full stride mm-hmm. and like goose season. The first time we hunted, th- we shot three. Ah, uh, we shot three, and there was another flock coming. And one sneaked off along the fence line and, like, had buried itself under some book, uh, some buck brush. And, mm-hmm. like, nobody could find it. Nala, like, used her nose and, boom, grabbed that thing. And, like, it was cool. She got under there. And yeah. You couldn't see her at all. And she just pulled that thing out by the neck. And it was like, <laughs> And I was like, yes. Now that's why I got a dog. So, the other day, we didn't, I didn't hunt around on Saturday, but... The next time I hunted her was, like, this week in the afternoon. And, like, we're, like, getting to the field in the evening after work and pull up. And I'm, like, walking around the edge of the field, and I just see him rip into a group of geese, like, knock four down. And I just sent an all off. And, like, on another flock, we we shot into, I think we shot four or five out of that group. One goose got wounded and went, like, 200 yards out. So I walked yeah. about 50 and she got an eyeball in that goose, sent her off, and she was like a rocket. And you just watch her from the 150, just boom, <laughs> pile drive this goose and bring him back. It was incredible. So a lot of positives. I'm like, oh, this is getting good, you know. Like, Nala's doing a great job. So the next day I was taking a Clyde out on a pheasant hunt for his birthday. And, like, I'm going to Arkansas next week. She's It's getting really cold, and I want to – like, when I get to this point where it's, like, 20 degrees and below, I'm really, like, nervous about taking dogs. Like, yeah. They just get 
they're fine, but like it's that edge. It depends on what the day is going to be like. So like her goose season's really like kind of trimming down. So I'm like, well, she's more than likely going to be done till spring. I'm going to take her on this pheasant hunt. That'll be nice end to the end of like January for her until it gets March when we do snow goose. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> <sighs> this is the disaster. <laughs> so we're pheasant hunting. I'm walking. I'm probably like 40 yards off the fence. Nala had been chasing uh, there. This pheasant was running. It was, which there's covers kind of beat down at this point. So you could tell it was running. Nala had a really good scent on it. Kept falling. It kept falling. It kept working. She got on this pheasant, locked up. Pheasant went off. I tried to shoot because the pheasant went out. I didn't hit my safety. Well, I went from shooting because when I was walking, I was excited. So then I took it off safety and then put it back on safety when I went to shoot Mm because that was my reaction. And I just pheasant's gone well nala being the freight train she is she was just after that pheasant so bad that she ran right in the fence mm-hmm. cut both her armpits up pretty much the same spot where she hit last time like almost exactly well you sent meanwhile i'm yeah. sitting at home my work day had finally ended i actually was about to text you and be like hey we need to do a podcast because i knew you're going to arkansas and then on top of that i was gonna be like so i have friday off and yeah. Saturday, obviously. I thought you were leaving Sunday, but I guess you're leaving Monday. Yeah. Point was, I wanted to do some goose hunting, and I didn't even get there. Like, Hunter texted me a picture, and I was like, it's not. What? what? Oh, no. I was like, (laughs) no, no. this can't be good. (laughs) And before I could, like, really look at the picture, he's like, no, I might have just made it so you can't goose hunt this weekend. (laughs) And I'm looking at the picture, and there's just stitches all over and all. I actually at first thought like maybe something had like gotten infected in her old wound or something because it's yeah. so close to where the other one where her past wound was. Yep. And so I just called Hunter and I just was like, "What happened?" <laughs> well, so the way she ran in the fence was just straight square with the fence, yeah. and like she hit the fence, backed up, and then looked at me, and then ran off the other direction. Like, she was just totally fine. Like, we yeah. started to look for another bird. And we were, like, 50 yards from the edge of the field, walked back to the pickup, and I look, and you just see this, like, I don't want to get too gruesome, but, like, she's got, like, skin hanging off. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. And look, and I'm like, you know, it's pretty bad, and this isn't mean towards Shay at all, but the first thing in my mind isn't all this hurt. I'm thinking of the... <laughs> butt chewing that I'm going to get from my wife <laughs> from Nal being hurt again. Cause like, this is like, this is the third significant injury she's had. Like, ah, like at this point, like it almost scares me to take her to the vet yeah. because I don't know how the vet's going to react. Like I'm at this point, it's almost like that probably thinks you abuse this dog. <laughs> well, the problem, like, okay. So Dal- Dalton knows her. Oh yeah, Krista is a friend of ours. I've hunted with, or are they married now? Fiance, fiance, yeah, fiance. So, I like I'm friends with her fiance, and like thank God she works there because at least she can advocate for us to the vet. Mm-hmm. Like she knows she's a hunting dog. She sees everything. You know, yeah, because we have her on Facebook and stuff. But like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, it's almost like, what do you think that vet's thinking? Yeah. Well, the other part of it is like this is a this is a good conversation to start. 
how do you like how do you as a guy like that like has a hunting dog with that much drive like what do you do you either have the option of taking that dog out of the field and not hunting with it anymore mm-hmm. which jeremy would know what would that do to nala oh nala would be depressed she would hate you yeah she really wouldn't like you anymore i mean just even the the amount of times when she had her last injury yeah when you would go hunting i mean she is one of those dogs from what you've been telling me that like you have to like secretively put all your stuff in your truck yeah. she can't know what's going on or she, no. i mean she's a hunting dog so many dogs are like that once they get that drive yeah i mean they know dogs well, you, are smart they you learn. guys have you guys both have seen it to where like in the summertime she gets like charged up like she mm-hmm. has a lot of oh, energy yeah. and if i don't train with her she just whew, she's yeah. wound up which today she isn't she isn't too bad since it had happened yesterday but like she just gets like charged up mm-hmm. and if that energy doesn't go somewhere like she just she's a working dog like that's just yeah. so it's like what do i do in that circumstance because if i take her out of the field it's not really an option and then like in that that situation like there was really no stopping it yeah and it's not like you could do anything about that nor could you have done anything about um her poking herself with that stick yeah i mean any of these injuries it's hard when you have a hunting dog because and um, shay if you listen to this i'm not making fun of you or anything like that Uh, i respect the opinion that your dogs (laughs) are your babies i really do actually because like i i get close to animals that you know are in my family as well but um it was funny to me that she would not let Nala go back to where she did stab herself. Yeah. Um, with the uh, stick. Yeah. But we took her pheasant hunting. <laughs> and I just, I mean, not to burst the bubble, but like you can find a lot of sticks while pheasant hunting. Yeah. Any of the situations that we hunt or you hunt her in, like she could get injured. I mean, there's just a plethora of things. And she wow. does seem to be injury prone. That's the other part of this conversation is that, like, the vest that I have. So mm-hmm. I have a tangle-free vest. You know, when I'm out goose hunting, it's, like, 20, 30 degrees. It's perfect because it yeah. warms her up and she's happy. But, like, like you know, like, the week before we shot those three geese, like, we were out there for a good chunk of the day and, like, she wasn't cold at all with that yeah. vest. But, like, pheasant hunting and when they're constantly running, mm-hmm. like, she, she overheat Even yesterday, like, she was hot. Oh, yeah. And it was between 40 and 50 degrees like i would say around 40 degrees and she was running around the whole time and like she was hot so like putting her in like a full vest is hard and even if she was in a full vest the two spots that she got cut in was her armpits mm-hmm. and if those like if i had a vest in those armpits they'd be chafed up and shay'd be mad about that yeah well i don't i, I want to say this before we go on anymore shay is not like she's she just loves her dog it's not like a negative thing because she just, she hates to see the dog hurt. That's what it comes yeah. down to. You can tell that, I mean, Shay has a high, like, mother instinct, especially for her dogs. Don't even say it, Dalton. <laughs> just say it. Just, Shay's got baby fever. Yeah, I mean, well, no. It is what it is. For real, last night she said, I want a baby, and looked at me. Oh, uh, She said that while I've been around. I mean, like, she, I, that's not a secret. So the, the like, his daughter is mm-hmm. the one that, like, Started she's, all this. yeah, yeah she, she's nuts about. Oh. So, yeah, my daughter's 16 months. She's yeah. born September 1st, and Shay is just, like, she gets around Audrey. That's her name, my daughter's name, and it's 
It's like her ovaries are like vibrating. She starts starts purring like a kitten, looking at Hunter, and he's like walking the other way. He knows. (laughs) It's great. I got hunting to do. (laughs) Welcome to basic human biology. Y'all are in your (laughs) mid-20s. Late. Hunter's in his late 20s. Don't say that. (laughs) Okay, but Shay's in her mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like... So it's not. It was okay. I saw the perfect like TikTok today, and it was like, "Oh, when do I turn twenty eight? And it goes to her again. You're like, "Oh, you're turning twenty six for me is twenty eight, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Oh, double fuck." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I know exactly how that feels. <laughs> oh, double fuck. <laughs> oh. Uh, that yeah, I." I see a 28. It's like, dude, I'm almost 30. And guys are listening to this podcast like, oh, that ain't nothing. You're fine. Pizza. Ooh, pizza. Pizza's here. You get it? Yeah, you get it. He'll start eating. Just go ahead and grab a piece because I know you're starving. <laughs> Dalton's going to eat while we're on the podcast, but she's starving. So, wow, that that, that pizza came pretty quick. Like, oh, we did stand there for 10 or 15 minutes after you ordered it. So. Yeah. So, go, going back to <clears throat> Nal and this whole thing. So, I think after a conversation between her and I, like, she understands that we're trying to mitigate, yeah, mitigate the most amount of risk. So, we're getting another pheasant vest. I do have that tangle-free vest, which it cuts really well. The hard part is if it hits her where she hit, you know, during the pheasant thing, there's not not much to stop it. But, like, I'm going to do everything I can to mitigate the risk on that, but... I just wish that they had, like, a vest that had, like... And they probably do somewhere. Just a vest that had whether it's fabric or something that made an extra cushion but allowed it so that you could open it up to breathe a little more yeah. for those dogs that are constantly working. Because I, I, like, I will, like, 100% agree with you and I will add the fact that if you didn't stop Nala, Nala would hunt until she died. Like, yeah. she literally has, once she gets going, she doesn't stop. I remember on Thanksgiving when we went, we, like, had to actually stop several times so that she could, would catch her breath. Yep. And, like, you had to make her yep. do so. So, like, she has a high drive. So finding that solution so that you can continue to hunt her and make Shay happy, like, yeah, that, I mean, that's that's an important thing. And that's always been one thing I've worried about with those vests is, like, especially, like, is a very tr- trim lab, I would say. She's yeah. and and she she trims up really easy as well. Yeah. Um so it's not like she has just like a bunch of fat reserve that can kind of like help her out. Help her out. So like yeah, the those vests get way up in those the armpits. So I just wish that they made something that was like a whole sweater but like I, was either that, like really actually, thin or like exactly where my mind was going where it was like it was a sweater and it was thick around the chest but yeah. thin. So that it would, I bet they make, it may not be an exact like hunting vest, yeah. but I bet they make something like that. I have to look into that. That's there again. It's so hard because of like her being so hot. I mm-hmm. don't know. Like waterfowl would be great. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't know about pheasant hunting. It's just, and someone said this to me today. They're like, well, like I, so like I have a, uh, his name, I want to have him on the podcast. Yeah. Um, him and I have a lot of good conversations and like he asked how Nala was doing and like he always gives me feedback about the podcast, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, 
uh, he's like, well, you know, like, what do you think about getting, a, you know, a different, like a pointing lab or like a, a bird dog, but it's like, I've seen a lot of bird dogs do the same thing she does. If they I was going to say, drive. it doesn't really matter what kind of dog you have. I mean, it, yeah, if you get a pointer, they don't just dive in Yeah, because it's in their nature. And if you train them properly, like they're not supposed to dive in like and that. The, but This is something that I said to him is that like, it's hard because we have, I have her, the way that she's trained for waterfowl doesn't always work perfectly for pheasants. So like waterfowl, she sees the bird and she will run through anything to get the bird. Mm-hmm. Like that is what she does. Yeah. She's out there, get the bird to kill it, bring it back. Like that's her job. Yeah. Now pheasants, there tends to be stuff in the way. Yeah. So like, you know, branches, other trees, you know, sticks, whatever, or fences especially. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's just, what do you do at that point? Just, I mean, it's not like, I mean, you could, but it'd be just an absolute hassle. I mean, you could just get a really long leash. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't think that would work. No, I don't think, her. I think you, I don't think it would work for her. I think you would get thrown around. That's true. Like, when I, she gets she, to the end of the when, leash. Yeah, when she gets to the end of that leash, especially if there's like a, a foot or so of slack and she gets on something. Yeah. She's a boulder, man. She is. Like, she. The hard part, too, is she just, like, she got pretty chubby, and then she's, like, back in form again. It's like, oh, here we are again. I don't know. That's what I'm That's what I'm saying. Like, as soon as you get her going, she trims down so fast, which is why uh, she's just not one of those, like, giant labs. No. That just is always bulky. But that's the thing is, guess, uh, what would you guess, what, what would both of you guess what she weighs? 50 pounds. 54 to 60. 65. Really? Dude, she is a box. Wow. Box of muscle. I tell you what, man. That's surprising, actually. Last time I was surprising. Because she, like, she looks a little small for a lab. Yeah. Like, she doesn't stand super tall. She's long. Dude, but she's got some shoulders and some some of her back legs, man. I mean, that's pretty good for a female, too. 65. That's a Because that's, so her dad was 70 and her mom was 65. Yeah, Terrell was complaining about his dog, Zuko, and, like, he was, like, I'm not seeing him grow anymore, and I'm kind of worried about it because he's reaching, he's about a year old now. And I was, like, how what, how much does he weigh? 65 pounds. I was, like, I mean, you're not going to. Uh, you'd be surprised. You can get some bigger labs than that, but, like, yeah. I've seen his, I've seen the parents. That dog's not getting much bigger. Terrell just wants him to get bigger. Yeah. But. Well, it that's the other thing, too, is, like, and I talked about Che when I did, like, when I was first buying a lab and, like, looking at labs, you got to decide on, like, what time frame you're going to use the dog. Yeah. Like, she's perfect for early season mm-hmm. duck hunting, her pheasant hunting, and then, like, halfway through goose. Like, she's not meant for, like, teens. No. Like, negative weather hunting. And I, I understand that about her. I mean, I she probably would do it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, she probably oh, yeah. would. But I'm not going to put her in a dangerous scenario. But in the same situation, like, for you, like, a dog isn't totally necessary in those super cold weather because, like, you're not dealing with water. You're field hunting for geese at that point. Yeah. And so it's not that hard for you to get out of the blind and go chase a bird down Yep. Um, versus, like, when that's we're hunting a marsh or a lake. That's what we got Dalton for. <laughs> no, sir. That's if he ever would go with me. See, oh, the th- see that this is what you just need to do present for the group. Um, I mean, you gotta get Dalton to go too. But for me, I'll chase any damn goose. I really will. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Like I'm, 
That's why I always do. I'm so used to it with my group because they're kind of lazy. That's why I hunt the ends. Yeah. It's because I usually just, I'm the one that gets out of the blind. I'll go get birds. I just like the end because like either I'm working with a dog or a lot of times I'm working the camera, like yeah. taking pictures and stuff. So I like being at the end. I feel weird in the middle. I'm just so used to the end. Yeah. I think I only hunted middle like two or three times this year. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. I don't know that I really, not much me either, but I don't know. So that, that's kind of my, um, I guess I don't, I want to jump to you guys and then I'll go back to my Arkansas trip because I feel like I'm talking all the time. <laughs> What's your guys' plans for the rest of the year? Jeremy? Oh, well, I'm still fingers crossed and <laughs> hoping to shoot some geese with Hunter. I mean, I, 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 I did get Hunter on some geese and helped him shoot a band and, you know, I... Ooh. Uh, he was okay. He was supposed to go. Th- so talking, we talked about this, but mm-hmm. he was supposed to go on Saturday. He was supposed to go with me. Yeah. And we were gonna go. The heart, like it breaks my heart because there's two thousand geese on this feed. It's primed to snow. Like, dude, they're gonna. I'm about to sit at your house all day and like kiss some serious ass to Shay, dude, to make might. it so you could go. It's, it's like wh- whoever shows up that day, they're gonna limit out. Like, no, no doubts about it. Like, there's going to be a lot of blood being <laughs> spilled this weekend. I'm not going to lie. That's I just. Uh, and you're not going? I, I can't. I got to stay with Nala. Oh. So. Zeus could probably watch her. I almost. I, I agree. I almost. When you said that. <laughs> when you said that to me the other day, I almost said, just text Drake. <laughs> I almost did. Have, have him stay and watch Nala. <laughs> I told Jay that. And she's like, no, it's your responsibility. Oh, because gosh. she was so mad. Yeah. But like, we'll see about oh, Jay. <laughs> Hopefully I can get her in a good mood. But we Feed, know how do you do that. Feed her some pizza. Yeah, right. Baby gravy. Oh, oh my no. gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, uh, no. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. That's a that's a really that's big a, card to play move. for it's one a, Saturday. That's a lot of risk for a lot of, <laughs> I guess you get a lot of reward. But it's going to happen yeah. no matter what. I mean, my boss, was, or my bot. My boss was like talking to me about it. He's like, Oh, it's just one hunt. And I was like, If I have to look back on my year, like that first snow goose hunting is what, like one of my top two hunts a year. Like, not, right. It's always a mallard hunt and then that snow goose hunt because they are so dumb and they just. <coughs> well, and that, I literally. Like, I, I've been watching the weather because of deer hunting purposes because I got to take my dad out this weekend at some point. But. Like Tuesday, he's like, "So did you see the weather for Saturday? I knew it was supposed to get cold this weekend." Mm, yeah, and he's like, "I was like, no, nah, I just know it's gonna get cold." Oh yeah, we're supposed to get like one to three inches of snow. Now it's turned, and then it turned into three to five inches of snow, and now they're saying four to eight inches of snow. And so like this whole week, I've been like, "Oh my goodness!" And smack some geese in the morning. Now I'm gonna go kill a deer with my dad. <laughs> that sounds nice. And then Hunter texts me, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness." <laughs> Day ruin. Yeah, right. <laughs> but oh, I forgot to tell you that story about that goose hunt. Okay, so this is what happened. I went and scouted. We all have our place we scout. Yeah, and like my area where I'm scouting at. Um, I have been watching these geese for like a solid week. They've mm-hmm. been hitting two fields the night before. They've hit the field that we can have permission on. Like, okay, we're rolling, boys. Yeah. Figured out, set up exactly where we're supposed to hunt at. So morning, 
I've been watching the same thing. So the lessers were feeding on one spot, honkers were feeding on the other. About three or four hundred lessers, about three or four hundred honkers. They split up because honkers don't like lessers. Yeah. So then we set up first thing in the morning, all the lessers take off in one direction. And they're like, everyone's just like kind of upset, like what's going on? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. so like just relax. So at like 9 a.m., none of the honkers have gotten up. <laughs> He's like, well, maybe we should set up over there or maybe we should try this other field and like way off another like roost and like, yeah. like, you know, like just let's just wait it out. Yeah. Like let's come back in the evening. I bet I guarantee they'll come do it. So we sit there. We're all standing at the truck, all standing at the truck. Guess what happens? 20 pack of geese come in, do it perfectly right in the kill hole and just land yeah and i'm looking at all of them like you suckers (laughs) you suckers so then we all run back the blind and flock after flock would just come in and do it dirty (sighs) and like everyone just kind of looks and they're like after the hunt and they're like i was like i told you guys like okay we'll give it to you we're sorry like we should (laughs) have listened to you and i was like yeah you're damn right you should listen to me hey don't doubt the scout man it'd be that way sometimes well, it's just like I understood why they would want to go where they they want to move on the other side of the field where it's a higher hill and they can it's more like a traffic style hunt, which it may have worked, but the way we did it would just mm, mm-hmm. they just did it right. Yeah, but that that was that good hunt. I always remember I was going to tell you that story, but back to you guys because I've been talking too much. <laughs> What's your guys' plan for the rest of the season? Because you were talking about goose hunting and then deer hunting. Yeah, so I want to do some goose hunting, hopefully. Um, and then we got antler season coming up, which in my group we've always just been, we like to put meat in the freezer, so we always do the antlerless rifle. Yeah. Um, I got my dad that I'm trying to get a deer. <laughs> Poor. Uh, I just, uh, it, it is 2021 and deer hunting for my dad has been an absolute joke. I, he's had some very close calls, but just can't ever quite get there. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we can get it done with this late season rifle season and a few other guys. I'm pretty much actually, I'm, I've got one tag, but it's honestly in an area. I don't know if we'll hunt, but that's okay. I've, I've shot three deer this year already. Had a pretty good season. Must be rough. Yeah. Well, this is the first year I haven't shot a deer since like 2010. Really? Yeah. We I know. We I, didn't go out for rifle season. Went no. out for a whole weekend during muzzleloader, and I just couldn't get it done. I don't. I don't know what was wrong, but it is. I know that <clears throat> the state, pretty much across the board, everybody struggled this year. That's what I, I heard. mean, I know that up north, there's been a really bad EHD spread that happened this fall. I think the rut came in late too. I do. I do think the rut came in late, or I actually think that there's a possibility, and you know. It seems like every fourth year this happens in Nebraska. I mean, we started, I mean, we always start that second full week mm-hmm. uh, in November. But I think most of rifle season was locked down this year. Like, yeah. just hardcore rut. Because there were deer in the area, and every buck that I did see had a doe. So, That's a good thing. Um, where we were hunting, and we were hunting in the southwest. Um, but... It was tough hunting. A lot of people, not a whole lot of deer, honestly, being seen. Um, and I, you know, I, I managed to get a buck on the Monday, like the last day of our trip. So, 
first mule deer, which was cool. Everybody's heard that already. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've had a good deer season, so I'm already starting to think about spring and uh, I also really want to do predator hunting. It's something I've wanted to get into really, really bad for the last couple of years. Um, but I haven't just jumped in. So I finally, my parents got me an e-collar for Christmas and I'm really excited about that. Going to do that. You and me talked about going out West for ducks. Actually, it's killing me that I couldn't go out like that. I couldn't go out west this weekend. Yeah. Because the snow. Killer. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. I bet that whole thing is, like, that whole area is full of not only ducks, but especially divers. I think I'm going to block Matt from my prairie. I'm sorry. Because I don't even want to see what he shoots this weekend. Well, he's been doing consistent (laughs) even now. Well, he said that he's been... I was running through all the questions that he was doing on Instagram the other day. Yeah. And he... Somebody asked him how he thought his season was. He gave it a 9 out of 10, and I was like, must be nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> when it comes to duck hunting, I'm giving this year like a 2 out of 10. Like, this has been the worst year I've ever had. <laughs> uh, other than the bands that we shot yeah. during early season. I gotta uh, say, goose hunting really changed. <laughs> it really turned my season around. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's going to turn yours. Must be nice. It's going to turn yours. But, so I've been thinking about going out west, but at the same time, I think the only weekend that I would have done it would have probably been this weekend if I, if I didn't have so many people that needed to shoot deer still. Yeah. I might go late. I mean, it goes till the end of January out there. I was going through, I got old pictures. Like, my one of my best mallard hunts was a warm water slough in 2017. It was this weekend. Yeah. And it was like... The, just killer. The best weekend that I've had out there was... It was... I mean, two years ago, I mean, the first didn't land on Saturday, but it was like that Saturday, that first Saturday was like the fourth. That was me and Trell were out there and we shot limits both days. Tons of green wings and mallards. I mean, it was crazy. One of the better hunts I've ever had, actually. (sighs) But you take him. Dalton? Yeah. Yeah. I've been fighting to kill some ducks. I mean... I've tried so many times to invite oh. him. <laughs> it's hard when you have a kid. Just remember that. Don't say that. <laughs> Shay would be very upset with you. Uh, that's why I said in my last podcast, I know I'm going to have to slow down, but like, I will say, how is it? I don't know. I think it's just one of those things where you're really going to have to subjugate yourself to the time frames you know is really going to be really good. And, like, there's going to be weekends, like, we just would say we don't have anything else going. Mm-hmm. And, like, let's just go, just good to go. But, like, I think those weekends are going to be more, like, okay, I'm going to be, like, those intentional about spending time with the kids. Yeah, those are the like, weekends that I'm you got to spend time with the wife and the kids to make sure that you're building up those, quote-unquote, points yeah. um, to make it so that you can Memories. go. The like, Well, yeah. It's going to be where it's like I'm going to have to decide on like what time frames and like when's going to be good. Like, yeah, I'm just saying right now, like January, like first of February, like that's go time, like goose hunting. And like, you'll see me when you see me. <laughs> you could be mad. I get it. But like, that's the only thing that has been consistent for me the last like three years. Yeah. But don't look at me those eyes, Jeremy. Hey. 
He's looking at me like he's in love. Like, please. It's okay. Uh, Googly eyes. Googly yeah. eyes. Uh. He went. He, that's the one season he's actually went with me. It's Snow Goose. And we sat yeah. there and watched a million snow geese fly by with no luck at yeah, all. Yeah, it was horrible. No, what? I mean, it was warm. It was great to see the fish. Or not the fish. The, the, the geese. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we went out there and spent the whole day and ate Cheez-Its and watched geese hover above our heads just. 20 yards out of shooting distance. I mean, <laughs> literally, yeah. they'd come in and just sit there. It's like, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to try. Can I try? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> okay, I guess I guess we won't then. That's why I'm worried about trying snow geese because, like, I do get frustrated when I can see birds that yeah. don't want to do it or that are, like, right there on the edge. Like, I actually think snow geese for me would be a lot like pintails for you. It's just going to piss me off. Yeah. Um. And uh, you just can't. That's the thing is, you just can't have a lot of expectation when it comes to snow geese. Yeah, like you really have to make sell or like make sure you are you've got other things to do, or it's just gonna drive you absolutely nuts. Because like if you're there to that, if you just like if that frustrates you, it'll drive you absolutely insane. It probably will. <laughs> probably will. But that's okay. We'll give I'll it just, a couple. We'll give it the old college try for you. Yeah, I'll just go turkey hunting. But I will say the spot that we hunt now is a lot better than it was when we went with him. I mean, yeah. that spot, I think we only killed, like, two or three snow geese. Like, that's it. Wasn't that where you guys' decoys got stolen? And then they came back. Same spot. They magically flew back. Yeah, right. <laughs> have you heard that story? I don't think I have. Okay, so oh, geez. there are quite a few people that have access to fish it. Uh-huh. And so there was a kid out there that was... I don't know if he was fishing or ice fishing, but my my buddy Dane was down there hunting the spread because like he had, him, Jared, and I all three had permission to be out there whenever yeah. we wanted. Like we all had permission. So Dane was out there in the afternoon, like no one else can make it. So he's just in the blind by himself and hoping something comes in. And there's some kid down there, I think, ice fishing. And so Dane's like, know you want to hunt with me jump in like, yeah he had access to fish didn't have to hunt but if you want to jump with me perfect jumped in with them and i'm not i'm not gonna get too specific but basically this kid left his calls in the blind and it was like he left the calls in the blind and because he didn't have them with him that day mm-hmm. it was another day so that kid had been hunting in that blind without permission from us oh. or the landowner but he did have permission to uh, fish. fish so the all of our full bodies so we've got about 10 dozen full bodies that just disappeared overnight mm. we get there and like obviously like all the full bodies are jared's i got a lot of socks well, like he is just livid yeah. and i would be too oh absolutely so we start kind of fishing around because it tends to be this like the hunting community either in that local area or just in general like Stuff like that gets out, you know, like, unless they're really good about keeping it, like, that stuff gets out. So we start asking around, and, like, then we find these calls in the blind. Basically told that kid, like, you know, if these show up, we'll give you calls back. Like, everyone can just go about their business. Yeah. Well, this kid wanted to make a fit out of it. Oh, I didn't take your decoys, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, okay, like, pull up in a parking lot. The sheriff's going to be there. We can all talk this out. Like, we'll get the law involved. Magically, magically, a day or two later, all of the decoys were just piled up by the blind. They're back. Hmm. So, 
we ended up, I, I don't know what Jared ended up doing with the calls. I think he ended up giving them to the sheriff or something. But, like, we just, after that, I was like, eh, let's let this go and, like, not make a big deal of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he gave the calls back or not. I'm not sure what happened there, but huh. like, we didn't want to ruin the kid's life because, I mean, truthfully, if you got 10 dozen, even at 150 dozen, that's 1500 bucks. That's technically a felony. Yeah, I was going to say, he's looking at a pretty big issue there. So we didn't, he was a younger guy. We didn't want to more or less ruin his life. I mean, yeah. that, that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty rough. But no, I'm looking for, forward to Snow Goose. But get there when it gets there yeah probably march i think depends on how this freeze comes and if it actually really freezes stuff up or gets mellow again i don't know i hope that it doesn't i for the sake of snow geese i would hope it doesn't get mellow because i know that a large percentage of the snows are in kansas right now yeah like kansas is stacked stacked with snow geese it's crazy actually I saw a video of probably 100,000 strong. Yeah. So. See, I was actually really, I'm I'm hoping we kill some of the rice fields in in Arkansas. I actually bet you guys would kill a good, good number of snows. Yeah. Especially since it's supposed to get cold, I bet a lot of those will drive down in there, and yeah. you guys will probably kill a lot of specks and snows. I, what was it, uh, Jared <coughs> talked to the guy two days ago and said they had shot a 10-man of specks. Oh, 10 man baby, which I think, I don't know if they killed, he killed two or three down there. I think it's two. I think it's still two. I don't, so, I know that there's several states that are talking about raising it next year. Yeah. Um, because the numbers are starting to get, it's specs are weird. Their numbers are like actually really increasing. Yeah. But specs don't ever, other than getting to Arkansas, they don't ever do the same thing every year. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. You'll see. In Nebraska in particular, you'll see them one, si- one year on one side of the state. The next year, you'll see them on the other side of the state. It just seems every year we get, at least in the areas we goose hunt, they get more and more. Really? Yeah, we had a group finish indoor decoys a couple few days ago. And, of course, it's we're in the, like, week and a half that you can't shoot them so or something can't, like that. you can't shoot them from, like, the 18th or 20th until January 11th. And guess when Is we got late? Yeah. And then it's, so there's the split between... Uh, it's like October, I think, until December, like 18th or 20th. Uh-huh. And then there's a split. Oh, split. Oh, we can't have splits. <laughs> Whatever. And then January 11th to February, I think, 5th or 9th. Yeah. But guess when we get all of our specs? In that period of time, yeah. Because yeah. this, like, cold front will push them out. Yeah. <clears throat> They'll go south. But happens maybe, every year. Maybe if you get lucky, it'll warm up and a couple will come back north. But maybe. I don't know. I We'll see. Who knows? But we get more and more, it seems like, every year. We have that happen. Like last year, we had our, I guess I wasn't there, but they had 150 of them dive into the spread with some Canadas. And then this year, we've had several flocks, like, get either shooting distance or landing in the spread, and you just... That's so weird. I think I do think Nebraska should look at their spec season. I know that a lot of spec seasons are like really similar across the country, though. Yeah, like, I know that Kansas is really like within a couple days of being the same of ours as ours. But it's just interesting. Our harvest rates are, would be so low that why would it matter even if they ran it all season long? Well, it's not even that. I I think for specs, the split should be like they shouldn't 
I heard, I mean, I saw more specs in November this year than I usually do just because of the warm year. But it seems like, yeah, because it always starts with zone two yep. uh, for ducks. Um, Here's the thing. Same thing with, they do the same thing with snow geese. Yeah. And we always seem to get random snow geese in the same time period. But I, like, And I shot a spec on opening day of duck this year. I mean, well, it's it, like there's so many snow geese. Just let the season roll, man. Oh, yeah. Kill 50 of them a day. Yeah. Even at, you know, other conservation season. Yeah. I'm actually surprised that they don't just have, which I know um, there's probably some great reason. And a lot of the year you wouldn't see them. I'm surprised they don't just have snows as like a year round kind of thing at this point. I mean, other than their breeding period, I guess. But I know well, but kill bre- breeding period, you're never gonna see them here. Yeah. So like, I mean, I did hear that they had a phenomenal hatch this year. Like I, I, that they said that there was more juvies this year than they seen in a long time. Well, I so know that when we, go. when we were talking to Matt from the other guys, he said basically all they killed up north was juvies for snows. Dude, it's gonna like, get greasy. Yeah. So there will probably be a good. Assuming they don't all blow through like they usually do, if you could if we could get like two perfect weeks for the snows this year, it'd be nice. But see, that's the thing is like okay, there's a nice line right down the Missouri that they trickle up, like they yeah. hang out a lot longer than most, and then there's a the like middle, like I would say central Nebraska, they're usually pretty quick through there. They like to hang around like. Uh, I don't want to say it, but eh, screw it. Harlan, like Harlan Reservoir there at yeah. the edge of Kansas, they'll hang out. And then once they release there, they're just pretty quick to South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And then Western Nebraska, they're pretty quick too. But like Eastern Nebraska, they're actually like, it's just because there's such a huge population that comes through there. It's like, I would say you would consistently snow, see snow geese from like late, I would say like mid to late March through april even like maybe a week or two into may like really? pretty consistent i just know that the last two years the weeks that have been really good have been like mid-march and then it's because i know like la this last march i was in washington state the week that they all blew through here i think you even invited me on one hunt um but i was out of town gotcha and <clears throat> When I got, like, when I came back east from Washington State, I literally, like, when we went out, there was millions of them. I mean, I'd never seen so many snows in my entire life. Like, they were everywhere. I got videos somewhere of just a stupid amount of them. And then on the way back, it was like there was a tenth of what I saw on the way. Well, that's the other thing, too, is, like, the sheer number. Let's see what this date is. So this was, let's see. This was first week of March. That's what it was. Those are all adults, but, like, that just gives you an idea, like, of how many were out there. Just an absolute crap ton. But they yeah. were all adults. I think we shot eight that day. But, you know, those adults don't really work very well. I think our best, one of our best days was, like, mid mid to late March. I think we picked up our spread, like, let's say the last week of March maybe, and there were yeah. still like snow geese hanging around. So March is really the go-to. Yeah. Go-to punch. Uh, yeah. Kill them all. <laughs> <laughs> but spring turkey, 
what's your plans for spring turkey are you like have you planned trips or like actually we are planning trips this year oh you are because um, i'm like one of your goals was to try to maybe get a slam i'd like to do the slam just the you know grand slam and then on top of that if it happens before i die i think it'd be cool i'd love to do the 49 state slam yeah which is that's a lot of hunting in but one year is that what that is i will say no year. Oh, okay. No. I don't know. It's just hard because I have this perception because it's Nebraska and there's so many freaking turkeys around. Yeah. I feel no. like it'd be a lot harder hunting in, like, other states. So, actually, Trell asked me the other day, like, um, what I was thinking for spring turkey. I mean, and I'm basically going to feed off of what I had planned for last year that just ended up not happening. Um, yeah. And that's, I'm going to I'm gonna do Kansas for sure. I've been thinking about South Dakota too, and I'll probably start applying for Iowa. Just do the surrounding states. If I, it'd be really cool to do South Dakota because you could pre-scout for our trip. Yeah, we end up doing it next year. Yeah, no, exactly. It's I w- I was looking into South Dakota though. Like South Dakota's turkey situation, like unit wise, is like our deer situation. There is like fifteen units, really, and it, and it, some of them are really big, and some of them are like size of Lancaster County. Need to go to the eastern side of the state. If well, you look at every di- like every migration map, it's like boom way west, came across, hit North Dakota, like central North Dakota, hit the eastern side of like South Dakota, mm-hmm. and then hit central like Iowa and then went into like they may like there was a couple I saw that cut like through northeast Nebraska maybe and then just went straight east and it's like told you oh you're talking about ducks still yeah but sorry. i was, I I was off talking topic. no you're fine i was talking about the turkey units yeah turkey migrates from canada yeah missouri uh-huh. all right yeah <laughs> wow that would be that would be incredible would be weird, though. like though. seeing just like a whole herd of turkeys <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah we're we're kind of starting to plan a few things i mean luckily some of the places i turkey hunt i'm like i could easily slip down into kansas on any given day because I'm just so close to Kansas already. Um, I'm going to force you to turkey hunt. <laughs> I, I'm i up for it. I I uh, do. I actually, I really did like your idea about Shay. Like that, like, honestly, anybody out there, if you want to get women and children even, really in particular, into hunting. Yeah, Dalton. This kid's 16 months old. <laughs> She's a little young. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Although that being that being shot. said, my buddy had his first kid in October, put ear protection on him and shot deer with him in the blind. So <laughs> in November. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was looking through his post and I was like, I mean, it's hard. I feel like I would do that too, but the same in the same breath, I'm like. I feel like I'd at least wait a year or so. Like, yeah. I, think I mean, like, I could see uh, taking Audrey now if I had a suppressor, like deer hunting. But, yeah. Even, I don't know. Ear protection's still a little. I think, like, next year when she she can walk, but, like, I think next year she can, mm-hmm. like, really be mobile. Yeah. I think at that point. Like, say if you bow hunted for turkey. I think right. she, as long as you had snacks and stuff, I think she'd be all about it. Yeah. It's hard saying. She's, she's, she's so mobile. Energy, she just wants to go. <laughs> she'd be out there just running through the weeds. <laughs> Ah, yeah, she ah. doesn't have a very big vocabulary yet. It's like ah or <laughs> bye bye or you get her on turkey, turkey. Yeah, <laughs> I should just give her the call and she'd play with it and make a whole bunch of turkey noises and 
Well. Next thing you know, a big old Tom's coming in. Yeah. Maybe. I mean. <laughs> but I think I think that's a great idea for Shay. And like, I, mean, I don't know how much you, you said you've never spring turkey hunted before. Like, that's I can remember. I'll gladly like uh, come out west and help help uh, call a turkey in for Shay and exchange <laughs> for a turkey of my own or something. I don't know. I'm just There's so many turkeys out, out just there. Just thinking outside the, the box here. What in the canyons? Is that what you're oh out west? God. Oh, you could get so many. Of the landowner wants you to kill them. Like yeah. he wants you to kill Begging them. Begging you. Numbers here. <laughs> I'll call. <laughs> like I'm talking like hordes of hundreds. Yeah, you you drive through the canyons and you will look, and it's like blackbirds. Really? But they're turkeys. Oh my goodness. So it's when amazing. are we going? <laughs> when do you want to go? <laughs> Whenever. Like there was we a. Totally go. I was watching him. There was like a seven. I would say about a seven inch beer tom just like hanging out by the house, like thirty yards. From your dad's house? Around, no. Oh. Out there house. Dalton, you said you've turkey hunted before? Yeah, so I just go in the canyons and you, You'll know this. Are they Miriams or what are they? Like. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm yeah, not, okay. You're not that. that they gobbles. They, they gobble, yeah. yeah. What is yeah. the difference between a Miriam and... Colors? So, yeah, Miriam. Out there, you probably see Miriam and Rios. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Rios are going to have like a blonde tail tip. Tip of their tails are blonde, whereas a Miriam's gonna be like super white, like snow white. Hmm. So I guess I've never even noticed either. I'm just black. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I'm. I'm. Slightly. I got a good turkey hunting story. We were out pheasant hunting one year in the canyons, and we're driving down this road, and there's probably twenty turkeys just yeah. running down the middle of this road. So we get out of the car and start walking the fence line, and my brother shoots this turkey. And we let our dog out, and this dog just steamrolls this turkey. Oh, I, no. It was great. I mean, because turkeys are, I mean, you think a goose is mean. A pissed off turkey, I'm oh. sure they have a, what, a good. They've got, yeah, especially if he's inch. got a spur. Yep. My dad got the crap beat out of him by a hen one year during a fall turkey hunt. Really? Like, he thought it, he went to pick it up. He thought it was dead. Oh, no. And he like, went to pick it up by the feet, got one oh. foot. Yep. The other foot didn't. And I mean, even even a hen, they've got those just short little spurs, but they're strong. They're strong. You start getting kicked by that and it started biting him. And like <laughs> in, in just a matter of seconds, his hand was just destroyed. Bloody. So <laughs> I, uh, so this turkey I picked up, I went and got it and picked up out of the decoys and I had it. And, uh, it kept like looking at me like it was trying to bite me. Yeah. So I put my finger out and he actually legit bit me. Yeah. He bit my glove and like wouldn't let go. Like I was like, Are you, you just kidding? A like a, no, a uh, goose. Oh. Like a straight snapping turtle. Oh. I've never seen a goose like that. He's like, ah. I mean, I've had geese try to bite me before. It's like goodness gracious. I've never gotten close to a, a live goose to get bit. Like I've seen live ones, but not like wounded ones are usually pretty like docile like yeah. oh i'm dead you know yeah but he's actually bite i got a i got a video of it and then i put him down to like put a finisher in him and like i need to get something that's a little bit longer on my uh, yeah. lanyard for my finisher because i'm like i keep to pull it, it down i keep it i keep my finisher all the way down at the bottom of my lanyard i want to get one of those so like um those tags for like shay has for nursing yeah they like mm-hmm. zip out and are really mm-hmm. long and they come back i want to get one of those because i think that would really That'd be handy helpful. yeah but like I went to like go down and like get him, and he just straight winged me in the nuts. Ooh, like, <laughs> you son of a gun! At that point, I just ringed his neck. Yeah. Like you son of a gun! I was so mad. That really hurt. That was a real good old hit in the nuts. I'm 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 really for turkey. 
dude, I, I'm telling you, by the end of the spring, you're going to look forward to every single spring. Look, I know. Cause, like, Cause here's the thing is like, I'm going to be honest. If snow goose sucks this year, I'm done. Like I, I had, I don't have the energy for it. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Cause don't, I don't like, do me like that. So like, it'd be that nice transition to turkey hunting. It's like, I don't know, like, we killed 30 last year, and that's great. And this year, I'm guessing it'll probably be better, so then it'll give me, like, oh, an extra Oh, you're, s- sorry, you're saying you'll be done with snows. You if he's hunting, yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying, like, you're just done hunting for the rest of the, the no. spring. Okay. No, I'm, I'd be fine with I think I think if we can get you on a turkey, like, and part of it is, like, I know we were talking about it, like, I don't know, a month ago, month or so ago with, like, I think it was my dad we were all hunting. And yeah. we talked about how part of your thrill for waterfowl is being able to call them and to decoy them. Mm-hmm. It like it's different in aspects, but turkeys are like it's the same. You're in the same ballpark. Yeah. I mean, you get a decoy out there, and then you add the absolute just hair on the back of your neck going up gobble at five twenty-five in the morning. <laughs> well, it's still relatively dark. At least it's warm outside, <laughs> ish. Ish, yeah. Right. Kind of depends on what kind of spring we have, because I've hunted turkeys in the snow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it. I think I think once you feel the success and have that success, I think you'll be hooked on turkeys. I really do. They're a whole lot easier to film. I'll tell you what. That's the other thing. I want snow geese are a pain. You cannot like show your face. You cannot show mm-hmm. anything. There can't be any movement, or they just. Like you saw that day, oh, yeah. unless you are perfectly hidden, they just hang. And yeah. they just sit there and hang and hang, and then they'll decide to just zoop. Well, when you got 50,000 eyes looking at you, yeah. or however many you got above you, but there's just a lot of eyes. That's why I will, lines are the I will. I will say, though, turkeys have amazing eyesight. I mean, I like I have had turkeys spook where I've been like, man, I didn't even flinch. Like, they can pick some things out. Um, but at the same time, that's why I like using decoys. Some people say don't use decoys. I think this year one of my challenges will be to try and kill a turkey without a decoy because I've never done it. I've wanted to, but I never have. Um, But having that decoy just gives them something to look at. And once, I mean, you go back through my videos, I've got one hunt from two years ago where this Tom that I end up shooting just breaks rakes my jake decoy like i mean it <laughs> hopped on it and just destroyed the thing like i mean uh it i still have never i don't think i've ever showed you my bow either we talked about this several times yeah we gotta go shoot bows i think it's i gotta get out in the garage shay moved so the you garage. bow hunt in the spring generically i, I do, do both do okay. i do both i mean literally like march 25th which is when nebraska's turkey season starts from there till the end of season or till i fill my tags I'm going usually. Um, I mean, I generally try and get a lot of other people on turkeys like as well. Um, but so I kind of end up, it seems like I, like two years ago I shot one the second weekend of season and then I shot one the opening weekend of shotgun and then I spent the rest of the season trying to get people on birds, and then I never, I never filled my third tag. I just didn't quite get there. Gotcha. It's also hard because I do. I mean, I, I'm pretty much strictly public. Right. Um, that does make it a lot harder. It, it's a difficult challenge. It's a fun challenge, but it's a difficult challenge. Mm-hmm. So, 
It's kind of why I'm trying to work Hunter pretty hard about turkey hunting. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> no, I shouldn't sound that that way. I would be perfectly content coming and filming and calling. Well, I think that's the thing, too. You could take three or four guys out there in the canyons. Live from it. I mean, if I get permission on the property, dude, we could... Yeah, it'd be a game There's over. like 50 turkeys, I kid you not, like three minutes from my dad's house that travel. They actually roost in my neighbor, in my dad's neighbor's tree, mm-hmm. but they kind of make their way down to this field, and then they kind of go over to these cedar trees. Yeah. You could probably shoot them with a bow. Yeah. Out of, of Hunter's like dad's porch. Like, I'm a rock. Like, yeah. I've... My dad actually looked at me, and I, I was sitting on his porch one day, and I sh- like, we were shooting guns and stuff, and they're... Been, they hear shooting and they just don't care because yeah. they're in a neighborhood. He's like, you should, like I had my, um, that's when I first bought my bow and I was like wanting to maybe get into bow hunting and stuff. He's like, why yeah. don't you just buy a tag and like go shoot one now? Yeah. And he's like, I don't, uh, neighbors wouldn't care. And I was like, eh, I just feel like this is just mercy killing. But see, I would love to go to the canyons and mm-hmm. set up, do some calling. Well, that's the thing, if you get on the right spot. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it'd be a problem, really. I mean, it'd be fun. I've never called turkeys. I just go out and find them. And yeah. I was talking to my dad going through a bunch of, like, we we were coming back from a deer hunt earlier this week, and we were just talking about the successes that we've had and, like, throwing numbers out. And he, like, when he started turkey hunting, it was, like, the first year that they really started giving out tags. Yeah. Which, actually, it was kind of crazy to hear the, like, history of turkey hunting in nebraska mm-hmm. from his eyes like it actually amazes me how fast turkeys really became a part of nebraska right like they were not here and then they were here so and they're here that property that we're, we hunt is the first place they transplanted turkeys back to like the first hunter what are we talking about back home yeah oh really i so, didn't know that. like the Box Elder Canyon. Box yeah, okay. Elder Canyon was the first canyon they put turkeys back into in the eighties. You have property on the Box Elder Canyon, yeah, Hunter. <laughs> on my life, if we do not go turkey hunting this spring, <laughs> I've never seen Sue get so excited. <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like I could care less if I pull the trigger. If we do not go up there and turkey hunt this year, <laughs> we're gonna have a problem. <laughs> like you could not take me goose hunting. Uh, they'll make up they'll make up for Nala's disappointment this weekend. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know what? Nala, I love you, but like if, if it means we get to go turkey hunting, okay. Well, shoot. We could do both. I've just never seen him get so excited. Neither before. I mean he was about to take that microphone and <laughs> I thought he was gonna hyperventilate there for a second. Oh dude, you don't understand. Turkeys are so fun. They really are. <laughs> well, there but. we go. It's a done deal. Yeah. What about you, Dalton? What's your plans for the rest of the year? I have no plans. Kill something. I haven't killed anything this year. I've tried. Actually, technically, I probably killed something in 2021, but I wouldn't mind calling some coyotes in. Actually, you know, I I got a place in between Lincoln and Raymond out in the country, and I think we could probably call in some coyotes successfully out there, really. I mean, I've never gotten into it too much, but there's no reason why we couldn't try. I mean, yeah. I feel like you could out there. Oh, yeah. There's a lot out there. It's just they're pretty smart, so it'd just be getting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I feel like that bowl down at the bottom of the hill. I think yeah, you put some put an e collar that had a rabbit. Oh yeah, that I think you could well, probably pull it off. Like I've been just like watching videos after videos. As mm-hmm. soon as we get like it, kind of honestly lines up perfectly because once you get to mid January, the breeding season, 
comes into play. Oh, okay. And like everybody's like rabbit in distress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, coyote calls. That's like a good buddy of mine hunts coyotes pretty religiously, and he built a a rifle with a silencer on it. He has a thermal scope on it. I'm sorry, not thermal, night vision. Oh yeah. And it films. So he sent me a video the other day, and he's had nine dogs come see, in middle see, of the night see the guy that you uh went out there with at a deer hunt yep yep yeah we oh, went yeah, up okay. north of grand island to go deer slash cow hunting but dude it's it's impressive especially at night because when you have a can yeah. they can't hear it until the bullet comes yeah and then they're like looking and around and even then like they just yeah they look around mm-hmm. and they don't really know what's going on yeah, yeah. So i mean that's what i want to try is get out there at night with a can and Either night vision or thermal. I'd really like to get a thermal scope you guys, and just you guys need to go out to super uh, get into Paul's it. Paul's grandpa's place and try it. Dude, that'd be prime. Who's Paul's grandpa's uncle or uncle? Yep, we've oh God. We saw that's where we went muzzler hunting two weeks ago, and we probably saw six six coyotes. I'd bet. Oh damn! Did they're everywhere out there? I've found with coyotes, if you see one, you're missing probably three or four. Like, yeah. that's crazy, actually, mm-hmm. that if you saw six. Yeah, there's actually, I was walking, you know, we went out there a morning, saw this group of deer that was consistently in the same spot. So we came up on them. I got out of the machine and started walking and walked, walked, walked. I didn't want to take a doe or a spike. So yeah. he called. And he's like, hey, are you going to shoot a deer? I'm like, no, I just. I'd really want to shoot a buck. You know, yeah. we saw a beautiful buck that was wide. I mean, he mm-hmm. was super wide. That's the one I took a shot at and missed, unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. Too, I think it's too far for muzzleloader. But he drove around. I mean, it was probably, I don't know, a 1,000 yards. He drove around me. He must have not seen me. And I call him. I go, where are you? He's like, oh, I'm looking at these two coyotes. I'm like, okay, well, shoot him. He's like, well, I don't know where you're at. I'm like, if no. you can't see me. Yeah, and we're in the middle of the sand hills. I think you're going to be okay. And I go, anyways, you drove around me, so depending on where they're at, you're going to be fine. He's like, well, yeah, they're on the east side or the west side. I'm sorry, the west side. I go, yeah, we'll take a shot. So here he comes back. I'm like, did you shoot at one? He's like, no, I figured I'd come get you. So we go back, and they're still sitting there. Really? Two of them. And by the time, yeah, by the time he got his gun out, and I didn't have my rifle with me because I had my muzzleloader, they were gone. So, uh, yeah, man, we. I guarantee if you went out there with a nice call, oh. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. We went out north of Grand Island, and my two of my buddies were deer hunting, and me and Paul were on the machine trying to hunt coyotes. We bumped into this coyote three times on three separate occasions. Oh, dang. So the first time, we almost drove through a fence, so we got back around to catch up with him, ran into him again, and he went west over the hill. So we went south even further, came back over the hill. My gun jammed, and my buddy Paul... <laughs> Swings his door open, goes to shoot with his rifle, and I'm like, you know, I wasn't paying attention. I'm like, did you hit it? He's like, I'm pretty sure I hit it. I'm like, okay, well, do you know? Well, no, I don't know. I didn't see any dirt. I'm like, okay, maybe you hit it. So we go over there. There's tracks everywhere. No blood. I don't see the dog anywhere. I'm like, okay. So we're walking. I'm following this trail. I'm like, dude, this thing is gone. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no way you hit this dog. So we kind of circle back. You know, we're hunting. My buddies were finishing off the day with the with the white-tailed deer they were shooting, and we come back to the cabin, and my buddy's looking at He's, like, pushing on the bumper of the Terex, and he goes, holy cow, what happened to your bumper? Well, previously, they were at Halsey, and they had a little accident. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's from when that guy drove up on the front of him in his four-wheeler. He's like, no, 
look at this and I look and there's a bullet hole in his bumper. (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, yeah, he definitely didn't hit the coyote. He hit the bumper, which was, you know, a 12-inch gap between his barrel and his bumper. Yeah, clean. Clean. Mm. It's pretty epic. He hit it, though. Yeah. I'm surprised it didn't. I don't know. You'd think you'd hear a ricochet being that close. I mean, it was literally from here to the wall from me. I was right there. So loud. It's almost like that. Yeah. <clears throat> and we didn't have cans either. So, yeah. It, it, with the noise of that round going off right there, you probably wouldn't hear it because it's kind of just the same thing as the, you know, that distinct thump you get right. when you hit, no, the, hit a deer. That bullet went into the bumper and came out. It didn't put a hole in it. Oh. Yeah. It like curved into it. It left us. Nice little banana divot. Oh, yeah. I, okay, yeah, maybe. I, I, but still, it's it was interesting. But that's huh. my thing. I'd like to, I'd like to get into some cow hunting. I'd like to go kill some turkeys, maybe even some goose hunting. <laughs> I've got two phone calls. They're out scouting right now. Oh yeah, they're probably calling me to tell me how many freaking geese are on this feed and how I need to go. What's, just, what's Shay's number? I will text Shay right now. <laughs> or we could just, we could go without him probably. Ooh. Mm. I don't no. know how many guys are in the blind for tomorrow. That's the hard part. Right. Everybody. You experience this when you start having some really good luck. Is Everybody wants to come. People come out of the woodwork. Yeah. They want to be your pal, which people who have hunted with and stuff, like mm-hmm. Jeremy, I'm happy to take, you know. Sorry, Dalton. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just giving you crap. I'm busy I would, anyways. I would take you. But seriously, like people tend to come out of the woodwork, like, oh yeah, yeah buddy, like we should hang, out. like we should go hunting, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your name again? I'm Jeremy. Yeah, right. Oh, us. Uh, <laughs> I'm dude. I'm <laughs> sorry. My brain sometimes is just like people say that, and I'm uh, like, yeah, I'm just uh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, can we? What are you doing this weekend? It's like I don't even know you, man. What are you talking about? You gonna come hunting with me? We've only talked like three times. Yeah, I I get that way. You know, I've had people ask me if they can shoot a deer at my house. It's like, first of all, I have like five acres, hardly yeah. any trees, and I don't even shoot deer at my own house. I'm not gonna take you out to my house. You can shoot a deer. Kind of yeah. dealing with an awkward situation like that in my group. Like we've got our we've got a new guy that started deer hunting with him. His name's Joe. Really good dude. Yeah, and he has his parents have like 240 acres down by McCook. And a couple of, like, last week he sent me a video of all the mule deer that are on his property. (laughs) And we've, I've known that there's been deer on there for over a year, but I haven't, like, wanted to be, like, he's so new to the group, he doesn't know how to hunt very well. Like, he's new to it. I don't know why you guys don't go down there, because there's, like, that's been a spot you've talked about hunting out in that that region. Well, it's in the, it's in the unit that we hunt. Yeah, you can bump back and forth. And, like... That was a thought we had this year, but the problem is we had, like, nine people at deer camp this year, which was gross. And that property, like, yeah, no, I... I don't know how you do that. Uh, I was honestly not happy about it. I mean, uh, if any of the guys listen from the group, I just... It just was one of those things where it's like, we had a few people that kind of got invited last second or that necessarily, like, hadn't... I don't want to say earned a spot, kind of like the came out of the woodworks kind of situation so i see that's a problem it's like i'm all about getting people hunting but at some point like there's just only so much you could do and i'm really bad i've always been bad about saying no i i mean there was one it, i mean 
one of my cousins, he's younger, he just isn't as experienced, and I kind of tried really hard to be like, this is probably not the year for him to come. Yeah. But he still ended up coming. It is what it is. But point is with the with Joe, like I've been trying to really be pushed off about it, like because I don't want to be like, hey. Now that you're hunting and like I've taught you how to hunt, hey, let's go hunt your your parents' property for deer. <laughs> and of course, now we're like talking about p- potentially like hunting it next year. A couple people might pull tags to hunt the property because one thing that is nice about that area is that you have to pull a tag to hunt that yeah. that place. The draw, right? Yeah, it's a draw. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's like eighty percent success rate or something mm-hmm. like that. Like. Every other year, you're going to get that tag. Right. But um, Micah and Terrell are jumping on him a little bit about it, like trying to hunt. I'm just like, Because oh. he's got a great opportunity to have, have like a really good deer herd to hunt for the future. And if you put too many people, like my mind goes to the management aspect of it. And I even was trying to tell like he asked me he was like so how many deer would you take off the property a year and i was like it's really like subject to how many deer you see um i think well, it depends on your herd too like that's the numbers, what i'm like does per buck doe to buck ratio and uh and the neighbors and the neighbors yeah. now judging by the deer that are in his herd i'm guessing that they don't actually get hunted oh which because he sent me a video because one of the things I told him, I was like, next time you're there, I would walk through the property and just count all the deer that you see and, like, you know, significant sign. Because the hard thing is, like, throughout the year, you're going to have deer that come in and out. He's got a he's got a bachelor group of bucks that are on that property all year round, though, Wonderful. pretty much, which is bueno. Um, but talking, like, a large or, like, a medium? Uh, well, or like he's got some up-and-comers, and then the video he sent me a couple weeks ago while he was out there walking around, he's got from several hundred yards on the phone, he's got one buck in there that, Yeah, I mean, it's giant. It's huge. It's huge. I'm talking like there must be probably, if the way they're talking, it sounds like two or three mature bucks. Yeah. You could take one or two mature bucks out of there and be good. And, that, and then you let maybe three people in there have does. And and that's what I told him. And he he showed me and counted probably 25 to 30 deer. And I was like, all right. And based on the bachelor group and the pictures of some of the does he sent me, I would say that he's got a buck to doe ratio of probably one to eight, which is actually for Nebraska pretty good because I think our mm-hmm. state, rate is one to 14 and um actually i think after this year it might be worse than that yeah um but i told him i was like i mean let's say you had 20 deer on the property i think the state of nebraska tries to like shoot they a lot like tags for like roughly quarter of the population i believe is what they do i'd had to look at the exact numbers but that's what i would do if i had 20 deer i would shoot four to five of them if i had you know five of them more bucks that first year i would just take the most mature deer and then probably two or three does mm-hmm. um i mean what's the problem too is if you don't take that mature deer next year he might not be as big as he was well he might he mature. might not be as big and if like i mean if he you got get ma- sick he might 
Yeah, there's there's so many variables, and that's right. and that's part of the reason, like, because he had going into this deer season said, I mean, we could bring people out there, and I just was like, man, the hard thing is when you have eight or nine people, if you take some people to private and then other people running public, I mean, you're literally going to be like, why can't we all just hunt the private? Like, uh, that's what people are going to start saying, and no, I just didn't, will. like, and I don't want to do that because I've seen, like, some private pieces, like, have had that happen in the past. Well, you just, I, I don't know. And the way I would do it is it's just very hard, clear cut boundaries of who's going, who's not yeah. going. And I and the idea that I gave him because he's he's contemplating letting people hunt the property next year. And I told him I was like, I mean, I'm willing to help manage the property for you to kind of buy my way in, if you will. Um, but other than that, I mean, since it's a draw, I basically would be like, I mean, some years some people like because there's like four or five of us that probably would be in that conversation. Two or three of us get it this year, two or three of us get it that year. And he, you know, being that kind of constant would almost always have a tag. Right. And then my dad doesn't care about shooting bucks. I mean, I could literally get him, we could get him a doe tag any year and he would come out and shoot does. Yeah. But that's, sorry, that was a massive just, hard turn but that whole conversation <laughs> about you know people coming out of the woodworks it just kind of sparked that for me well it's just that's the thing is and we've talked about this multiple times but just going back to the fact that i want to get people hunting mm-hmm. but also i want to get people hunting that are willing to put in the work themselves exactly like, I'm, you know i'm fine with taking somebody once or twice a year that doesn't want to do anything and it it's all dependent on their scenario mm-hmm. but if you get a younger guy that's single and like has the ability to do it but it's just too lazy i'm very much less apt to like helping them get started yeah until i see the momentum like i'm willing to take them a couple times see if they're like especially for a new hunter it takes a few times to just know if you want to do it or not and i'm okay with that but after that it's just like are you just being lazy yeah or are you just almost scared to try yourself yeah but it comes down to person per person's like scenario Exactly. But I don't want to get too far down that rep trail. I'm hungry. I'm yeah. going to get some dominoes. So I'm going to get it finished there. Thanks for listening to our BS, guys. Really excited. I don't even think I talked about my Arkansas trip, but I'm sure next podcast we'll go over it plenty just from yeah. the experience and yeah, talk we'll about, all it. about it. Dude, I'm so excited. So sad I'm going I'm to I'm go. block Hunter for about a week. Amen, brother. <laughs> no, I'm like. No, I want to see the pictures. Like, wanna... <laughs> just the sheer excitement, sheer excitement of you with that turkey thing. Like, that's where I'm at right now. Really? Like, I, it's dude, I'm up. telling you. Like, as soon as you get back from Arkansas, we just need to look at a calendar. It's like. <sighs> you just need to pick a week, whether it's yeah, archery equipment or. Like, I mean, I like I said, I don't even care if I pull the trigger. Just yeah. going out there. Like. I mean, I know we're not trying to end this, but take I though yes, I want people to learn on their their own. I love experiencing new things with people. Like you've never spring turkey hunted, you've never hunted turkeys over a decoy mm-hmm. or with calls. Like that for me, a weekend with that would be all. Oh, I'm just gonna describe turkey hunting out there. There is such a primo amount of turkeys that you drive, you see the turkeys, you jump out of the truck with a pick with a with a shotgun and. Mm-hmm just walk over the turkeys and like obviously you're trying to like get down like not scare them but like that's how i shot my first turkey yeah Uh we would drive around and wait to see where the turkeys are and we'd go ask permission like hey 
you have turkeys in your field and the gal, you know, I remember this vividly. The gal's like, oh, yeah, they roost behind my house in those trees. If you just wait here for a couple hours, they'll probably walk right across the road. Oh, so, really? me and dad sat in the pickup right by the trees. Here comes the turkeys. Get out. Shot one literally right behind her house. Oh, jeez. I mean, you're in the canyons. You're just. Yeah. You got a house every, what? I don't know, every 120, 200 acres. Yeah. yeah. Every few miles. So, it's. See, this is something a different style of hunting. Something that just keeps coming uh, from hanging out with Hunter. The longer and longer, I, I, it's like <laughs> an it's like an onion. You peel back a layer of the past and cry a little. And yeah, no, I do <laughs> because the thing is, like, here I've lived in Eastern Nebraska my whole life, mm-hmm. and like, yeah, the hunting ha- style is so much different. It's so much different. We had some years where we like we used to hunt with one guy that had access to a whole lot of pri- private, and we you know those were really really good years and. He was not a super smart individual and got us kicked off of a lot of properties and actually put us in some trespassing situations that we're not oh, yeah. happy about. Yeah, it was, we didn't know about it, but so we quit hunting with him and then I started public land hunting. I love public land hunting, but mm-hmm. when you say stuff like that, <laughs> oh boy, and you've never experienced spring turkey hunting, oh my goodness, it's going to change. That's all I got to say, it's going to change. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. Appreciate you listening to our BS. Really excited about this next week, especially for me. I leave Monday for Arkansas. Can't wait for that. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Appreciate it. Looking forward to the rest of the year. We'll talk to you later. Have a good night.